Hello and a warm welcome to the inaugural episode of Bristow's new podcast series. My name is Sophie Lawrence and I'm a partner in Bristow's competition team. Over the coming days and weeks, members of Bristow's competition, patent and licensing teams will be releasing a series of short podcasts which we hope you can enjoy over a morning cup of tea or coffee or whenever suits you. In the first of this series of podcasts on patent settlement agreements, we're going to be focusing on the competition law issues that can arise following on from the Court of Justice's judgment in Generics UK last year and in anticipation of its decision in Lundbeck uh, later this month. The aim of today is really to set out some of the background on patent settlements and their analysis under European competition law, looking in particular at so-called pay-for-delay agreements. A quick health warning at this stage. In this series, we'll be referring to the EU case law and legislation, but despite Brexit, the same principles apply equally in the UK at this stage, so we won't be routinely differentiating. As we've explained in the article accompanying this podcast series, the European Competition Authorities have defined a patent settlement agreement as a commercial agreement which seeks to settle actual or potential patent-related disputes such as questions of patent infringement or validity. So far, so uncontroversial. And for reasons that will develop through this series, the majority of settlements which have come to the attention of the Competition Authorities have been in the pharmaceutical sector, and those agreements are typically entered into between a patentee, usually the originator of the branded product, and one or more generic companies. The cases which have been considered by the competition authorities and the courts so far have been dominated by agreements relating to small molecule pharmaceuticals. But in principle, the same um, approach would apply whoever the agreements may between. So, for example, similar issues would be in play were a settlement agreement to be entered into between manufacturers of biologics and biosimilars. Now, as a competition lawyer, I'm well aware of the important role that settlement agreements play in resolving disputes. And guidance issued by the European Commission expressly recognises this too, um, with the Commission having stated that, Quote, in principle, settlements are a legitimate way to find a mutually acceptable compromise to a bona fide legal dispute. We don't need to pause too long on the specific wording of this, but it is worth noting that in none of the cases to date has the litigation been considered to be anything other than genuine. But as we'll see, that alone isn't sufficient to insulate those agreements from the application of competition law. In any event, despite recognising the important role of patent settlement agreements, but the highest court in the EU, so the Court of Justice, has made it clear that competition law applies to patent settlement agreements as, as it would to any other commercial contract. In other words, the mere fact that an agreement legitimately settling a real dispute with all of the associated benefits doesn't render it immune from competition law scrutiny. In particular, Article 101.1 of the Treaty on the Functioning of the European Union still applies, and that prohibits agreements between undertakings which prevent, restrict or distort competition, whether by object or by effect. Similarly, Article 102 of the Treaty, which prohibits dominant companies from abusing their um, position of dominance, has been applied to conduct involving entry into patent settlements. Now, all of these general principles have been known for a pretty long time. I'm thinking, for example, of the Court of Justice's decisions in windsurfing and Bayer and Sulhofer in the late 1980s. But it's only very recently that the Court of Justice has ruled in detail on how competition law applies to patent settlement agreements. 
and we'll be considering the impact of the recent judgment in Generics UK in more detail throughout this podcast series. Um, also looking forward to seeing the ruling in the Lundbeck case, which is due later this month. It's important to note that settlement agreements in patent proceedings are relatively common, and with the right considerations and advice, they won't generally result in a breach of competition law. Since 2009, the competition authorities have paid particularly close attention to so-called pay-for-delay agreements. And for those who aren't already familiar with the concept, a pay-for-delay agreement is a particular type of patent settlement agreement in which one party, usually the generic entrant, agrees to limit or restrict its market entry in return for, for a value transfer, and so some form of financial or other benefit from the other party. As we'll come on to discuss, value transfers can take a variety of forms, from direct cash payments to commercial agreements and so on. Both direct and indirect value transfers have been an issue in the Court of Justice's recent decision in the generics case, and it also comes up in the Lundbeck case. And as the judgment in Generics UK and the Advocate General's opinion in Lundbeck show, these are the types of agreement which are likely to raise the real concerns under competition law. As we progress through this series of podcasts, we'll be calling out particular aspects of settlement agreements which the court has considered, flagging aspects of agreements which should be avoided, and towards the end of the series, giving some thought to clauses in agreements which haven't yet been considered by the courts and which give rise to some interesting points for discussion. So that's all for the first in our series of patent settlement podcasts. This was very much a high-level introduction to some of the issues, which we'll be digging into in more detail in the future editions. In the next instalment, my colleagues Pat Tracy and Ollie Henry will be discussing what is a value transfer and why does it matter? Please do join us.